So, this is the self-development with tactics. Book. So this episode is going to be about the way of the seal. Actually, the last episode of the way of the seal, which is good, which can be bad, which can be good, as I said. So somehow both. Like, yeah, we're finishing up. We can then start with something else afterwards or the next time. So yeah, uh, the last principle is actually principle eight. But um, before I'm actually starting, I'm willing to talk and or... I'm, I'm willing to talk a little bit about a story or tell you a story because um, I often see, actually in every single article of James Clear, he's always talking about a story or he's always telling a story before he actually just talks about the the topic the article is about. And I always like that, you know, and I in general like, like stories so much that I've decided like, yeah, I'm now gonna, before I actually go through the episodes, gonna tell you a story, a quick little story. Because I believe, um, even though it might not always just be uh, somehow part of the thing that I'm going to talk about afterwards, which me- which means like, okay, I'm gonna talk about the way of the seal and maybe the story is really not correlated to it, I'm still willing to, to I'm still willing to tell you a story so that you can think about it. I hope that I'm always gonna find a good one. Uh, yeah, but today's story is actually Birdian's ass, if I pronounced it correctly or if I remembered it correctly as well. And it is actually a pretty funny story. And if you're looking it up, you actually do not find anything. Like, I was actually searching for the real story and the full story and the text itself, but I didn't find anything. I only found from um, Aristoteles a relatively similar text, which somehow, well, is about the exact same concept. You know, but it is not the story. And the story is the following one. There is a donkey, you know, a donkey, a completely normal donkey. He's standing somewhere between a hay bowl, a bowl of hay and a bowl of water. And the story is about making choices and is about having a free will. And the thing is, both the, the water and the hay are exact exactly as much away from the donkey as the other one. Like, the water is as much away as the hay is from the donkey. Which means, like, which means like there's no effort or no additional effort to one of those compared to the other one. The thing is, the donkey can't decide. You know, the donkey can't decide and in the end starves. You know, because he is either... Or actually she? Is it he or she? No, it. Well, yeah. <laughs> it can't decide. And it starves because it can't decide. You know, because he has to eat something and he or it actually has to drink something as well. But in the, in the end, he does nothing of both. Therefore, he dies and or starves. And what is the point of the story? It is actually that... It is somehow questioning the free will of human beings compared to animals and it also just it also is about making choices and why making choices is important and you can clearly see yeah it is important and Derek Sivers 
um, which is actually the founder of CD Baby, who was actually also on the Tim Ferriss podcast relatively recently. Um, he has been talking about the story also on a podcast as well from Tim Ferriss. But yeah, you know, he's also written an article on it. Therefore, maybe you're checking it out. It is Birdians, if I remember it correctly. Um, yeah, no, Birdians ass, actually, you know. I've searched for Boyden's donkey, but you can't find everything. The only thing, just to somehow spoil you, actually, the only thing that you're gonna find, you're gonna find is a Wikipedia article, which is basically explaining the story. But uh, finding the real story and so ever, I wasn't able to, unfortunately, because I would would have really liked to just see the story. And, and also to be said is that there are just a lot of variations of this story. You know, some talk about two hay bells or two hay bowls or hay something. I don't actually know the word, therefore I've used bowls. Um, um, so both are exactly the same and the donkey can't decide or takes one of those and therefore, okay, he has a free will and therefore we also have a free will as we are human beings. Just because an animal has a, f a free will, we also have the free will and or a free will. But yeah, you know, this was a story. <laughs> My telling story skill might not be the best, uh, but I'm gonna improve, I guess, throughout the months and throughout the years. But yeah, as I've said, we're going ahead with The Way of the Seal and Principle 8. I'm very sorry if I'm lagging at the moment. I don't know, I do know why, because I should close Photoshop, because it takes up a lot of resources, which definitely is not the best thing for the recording. So Principle 8. Think offense all the time. Divine explains that whether you are at home, at work or out in the field, you need to become offensive orient offense orient oriented if you want to develop your leadership skills. It's important that you develop an attitude focused on winning. Confidence. Because I assume he's pointing that out because there are such a lot of people that are that are like, well, you know, if I don't win, it is also okay. You know, it is it is about being a part of the whole game. No, it's fucking not. <laughs> nah, you know, um, I kind of believe that a lot of people do not always want to win. There are definitely certain people that always want to win. And I'm such a person that doesn't like to lose. Therefore, I'm always having to win. You know, I really hate losing. I hate it. Like, it, it is even just, it is even insane. Like, it is really crazy. It is not normal. It is definitely abnormal how much I hate failing. No, not really failing, but losing. Failing, you know, I consider failing being something different, but I hate losing so much, so much. I can't lose um, in physical education when I'm losing in, in soccer or something or in another game or at another game. I'm getting so fucking pissed. And it, it usually takes around 20 minutes and then I'm in my normal stage again or state again. But yeah, you know, it definitely is insane and sometimes actually a little bit bothering me. But, you know, my whole aggressiveness, uh, which I've been talking about yesterday as well, has also good parts. It definitely has. And I think it is the case for quite a lot of things. Not all of the things, but quite a lot of the things, you know. Quite a lot of these negative, quote-unquote, things have positive outcomes as well. But um, confidence. A truly successful leader will have an unwavering confidence. Divine explains that first, you need to identify what language you use regularly that is perhaps holding you back and being negative. 
combat the negative by practicing new positive words and a better mind frame. Do this and your confidence will soar. And now there's a little quote. Like a, like a seal, you must learn to act aggressively and rapidly when you become aware of the threats facing you. You must also take advantage of opportunities by avoiding, by innovating, I'm sorry, by innovating and adapting, doing the unexpected to keep your competition off balance. Yeah, you know, the thing and the problem is there as well, and I've been talking about it before, I do not always believe in generalizations and I in general hate generalizations um, just because, well, was this actually a generalization as such, you know, as well somehow? Like me talking about generalizations or me hating in general generalizations? Generalception, oh my God. And um, the thing is, I don't know, you know, I really don't know if a leader actually has to be confident if a leader has to be like a seal, if a leader has to be something, or if a leader just has to be a leader. You know, the thing is, well, maybe he's trying to somehow just give you a definition for what a leader is and what qualities a leader has to have and whatsoever. So I do think it is complicated. I still don't believe that every leader must be something um, necessarily, you know, some things, of course, like a leader must be a leader. The thing there is, okay, what's the definition of a leader or what is a leader? But I guess you know what I mean. Like those generalizations like, okay, yeah, you just have to, I don't know, look nice and look beautiful to just be an actor might be true. But of course, there are exceptions as well. Like, yeah, you know, there definitely are. I assume, I don't know. I couldn't give you an example right now, but I assume there is there is definitely someone that is not as beautiful as all the other actors and still is an actor. But yeah, the thing is, I do not like generalizations, but it could actually be the case that as a leader you have to be confident. I don't know, because I am not a leader. Do the unexpected. Divine explains that doing the unexpected can be extremely beneficial. If you continue to, uh, to act as expected, then you are unlikely to discover new ways of doing things or understand different perspectives. By doing something unexpectedly and differently to everyone else, you have an opportunity to perceive something from a different angle and you'll surprise yourself at what you may learn. And there is again another quote. When you train yourself to see what others don't see, then you can unlock your in innate, I think it's innate creativity, People generally expect that others will follow the rules, which may literally be rules as in a competition or may be somewhat more abstracted. abstract, I'm sorry, um, as in cultural norms, so it naturally follows that doing the unexpected often means breaking the rules. I guess so as well. Something that I can totally suggest you to do is trying out things. Um, by me, you know, for example, I've been um, doing something different yesterday. Like, I've been playing chess while being in an episode, which means, like, I've had self-development fucking chess, and it was amazing, you know, it was something new, I thought about it, I tried it out, and, well, yeah, you know, if it wouldn't, would not have been just so good, then I wouldn't be doing it, or I will never be doing it again. Like, just trying out things, and if they work, you're gonna do them, and if they don't work, you're not gonna do them. You know, as easy as it is, and as easy as, as it might sound, sometimes it is really not that easy. You know, especially the whole trying out things part, just because, yeah, you know, we really get comfortable, I would say, um, in doing anything or whatever it is, which is really getting comfortable 
always, quite all the time. You know, no matter what it is, we human beings really get comfortable. It might be just our normal state. I don't know. I, I guess it is because it is efficient, I guess. You know, because by doing the exact same thing over and over again, you get better and better and better. It gets easier and easier and easier and you're getting more efficient at what you're doing, which means like, you know, less energy consumption or less energy usage. So yeah, you know, it would make sense from a, I think, nature perspective on. But the thing is, does it make sense for you and your life and your well-being and you feeling good? Maybe not, but I don't know. Velocity and agility. Divine believes that velocity and agility are two pretty important characteristics that you want to adopt. Uh, execution of any mission should be done with both. Divine explains that one that on a business level, velocity or speed is beneficial because it maintains your position as in front of the competition. Make sure you are making all of the moves, all of the moves first, and they will be left behind. Using the example of Apple and Samsung, Divine points out that in the invention of the iPads, uh, Apple were certainly creative, but Samsung engaged intense velocity and speed by quickly producing a similar tablet to compete with the iPad. Their pace was exceptional. I don't know, like, I am not that educated in this kind of historical technical space. I'm really not, but um, I assume it is actually kind of true, and I assume it is, well, I assume it is true, just because, well, yeah, you know, um, I think in general, those companies, well, you know, I, I think I just have to say that those companies, which means like every company but Apple, in terms of, um, well, smartphone technology or smartphone production or, um, um, media consumption devices, production. Um, I do just really have to say that all of the other companies are relatively fast and, and maybe even way faster than Apple is. You know, I really do not want to just talk about it because I, in general, like Apple products. Not all of them, but in general, I like them. Um, but yeah, I really do have to say I do not like Android and I hope I'm not fucking with someone there because there's still a debate about, okay, what's better, Android and, and, and or iOS? And there's nothing more than I hate than when people are saying like, I don't know, iOS versus Samsung because it is like, fuck you. You know, it is really not like only Samsung has Android or is using Android. It really is not. Especially because like, yeah, you know, Google fucking produced it and or made it or... No, I think they only bought it in the end. I think somebody else did it, but Google bought it in the end, as I think so many things. But yeah, the thing is, um, with Apple products, it most of the time works. You know, these just work. You know, you can somehow be sure that everything is working fine, somehow working fine, and everything is okay and whatsoever. With Android, I've had just bad experiences. Like, I've, ha I've never had a flagship, actually, Therefore, like, yeah, you know, take it with a grain of salt. But, you know, up to this point, I've only had just relatively bad experiences with using Android. Uh, you know, even though it is pretty fast and pretty good most of the time, um, just within a year or something, after like a certain amount of time, it just really gets slow, everything. But yeah, as I said, it might be just, or it might have been just because I didn't have a flagship and uh, a relatively well-budget device, I say, you know. But yeah, there is a quote. 
You're well aware that the pace of change is accelerating as technology pushes the reaches of the reaches of globalization. Remain static and you lose momentum, visibility and opportunities. Eventually you become a stuck in a cryogenic deep freeze as the world blazes by. Like the SEALs, uh, WOS or WOS leaders set the conditions for rapid execution by rusting those in the field, applying standard operating procedures and utilizing a shoot, move and communicate process. Interesting. And this basically was it with the summary of the Way of the Seal. And now we are actually having the action steps, uh, further reading and the key takeaways to go with, uh, which is amazing because it is always nice to have somehow a post summary of everything that you've read, especially because like, yeah, you know, I'm going through them not, not, uh, not once at a time, like I'm not going through the whole one uh, in one run. I do just... Yeah, I know sometimes I actually forget about it, which actually was the case for this summary, which is not that good. But yeah, I know it is what it is. Um, I think I'll go ahead with the action steps because I normally believe that... Yeah, okay, these are just relatively small. They only say like, or uh, Paul Miners actually says, download the complete book on Amazon and check out Mark Devine's Unbeatable Mind website to learn about developing the mental toughness of a seal. Maybe I'm gonna read an article of him the next time. Or I'm gonna play chess. But I think I'm actually gonna play chess. <laughs> because it was amazing yesterday. It really was amazing. But yeah, um, let's go ahead with the key takeaways. Because these are the most important thing um, of those three categories. I would say, so yeah. The first thing is set point establishment. The set point establishment is defining your purpose and your stand, which is important. To develop a frontside focus, you need to prepare your mind, visualize the end goal, understand the mission and eliminate distractions. You should aim to make your mission bulletproof by choosing the right targets, assessing different options, having clear communication and dirt diving the mission. Doing exactly what others won't do involves embracing the suck and facing your fears to improve development and confidence. It also involves sticking to the three Ds, which is discipline, drive and determination. It's important to work on developing your mental toughness. This can be done by working on how you respond to situations, which might be perspective if you want to call it like this. Controlling your attention, developing your emotional resilience and setting effective goals. Divine six, sixth principle involves breaking things and understanding that failure is not an embarrassment, but an opportunity to learn and develop. Building your intuition is important and can be done by expanding your awareness, which means meditation for some people. It might be something else for other people or for some other people, actually. Um, but the only thing that I can think about that is actually somehow expanding your awareness, as far as I know, at least, is meditation, you know, and, and it works. I've liked it. Yesterday, I've actually been um, doing my meditation thing with Headspace because I was talking yesterday about using Headspace again because, you know, I might have just leveled down my whole meditation game just because, like, yeah, you know, listening to podcast episodes while you're meditating feels great, but I don't know if it is better than just listening to a guided meditation, you know, because I assume that listening to a guided meditation is actually a little bit better, but I don't know. Um, and the last thing 
turning it into your own senses and opening up to your past and your own inner wisdom. Yeah, I stopped there. And the last thing is thinking offense all the time involves being confident, doing the unexpected and acting with velocity and agility. In terms of velocity, I actually kind of missed it out. I don't know why. Velocity and agility and especially velocity really reminds me on Jeff Bezos, you know, because he was often, well, you know, I believe that it is his belief because he talked about it once, I guess. I don't know. It might have been an interview. It might have been something different. I don't remember. The thing is, he was talking about being fast. And he says that being fast and or being faster than anybody else is definitely better than being 100% accurate. Just because um, being fast gives you the opportunity of being right to a certain percentage and just being faster than everybody else. you know. And if it's like 80% accurate, it is just, I think, 80% enough. Like, well... Well, you know, I think there just has to be quality and there has to be velocity and or speed as well um, and or quality and quantity. But um, yeah, quantity is very important and being fast is also very important. Also, as Jeff Bezos said, um, reversing the whole thing, which means like, okay, you fucked something up and repairing it is really, really, really cheap nowadays. And therefore, it just makes sense to be fast and actually having the risk of doing something wrong just because it is so cheap to repair afterwards but being the fastest and being the the best and whatever having the most velocity is just the best thing you can be or have you know being the first one in the market and those things it's just a really good strategy and or he just i assume it is actually a great strategy because jeff bezos does it and he built fucking Amazon, and Amazon is amazing. Yeah, yeah. I think this is everything that I actually have to say about that. You know, he built Amazon, so shut the fuck up. Um, further reading. If you enjoyed the SEAL perspective on this book, then another great, great read is Extreme Ownership by Choco Willink. Another SEAL leader who explains... Actually, the funny thing is, it is not only written by Choco Willink. It is also written by... Life Babin. It is L-E-I-F, if I remember correctly, but his last name definitely is Babin, which is B-A-B-I-N. And they both have written it. I don't know, maybe Life Babin is actually only a co-author or something. I guess actually not, because I've never read it, if I remember correctly. But everyone's only talking about Choco Willink, and I do not fucking know why. You know, everyone's only dedicating extreme ownership to Choco Willink, even though it is not actually the case. But yeah, you know, let's not complain about it. So another SEAL leader who explains how the lessons he learned in combat are relevant to leaders in any role. The importance of team is emphasized. You are only as good as the man or woman behind you. Are? This book provides fundamental leadership lessons through Willink's insightful combat experiences and stories. The stories are great. I really love stories. Willink examines, examines a number of leadership concepts that have been proven as effective in both combat and business scenarios. If you enjoyed this, then de- if you enjoyed this, then definitely check out Leaders in Last um, by Simon Sinek, which I've also been gone through on a podcast. Maybe you can find the episode. I can't promise because they're already 400 and nearly 980, nearly 80, I guess. No, nearly 90, I think. Something between 380 and 90. Yeah. 
Um, as a leader, it is important to create a culture that leaves everyone happy and fulfilled. And this is exactly what Simon describes. Simon emphasizes that when an environment is built on trust, teams will work together, have each other's back and survive and thrive. How to Win Friends and Influence People, which is one of my favorite books. It is amazing. It really is amazing. By Dale Carnegie. It is not Carnegie. I've often been referring to him as Carnegie, but it is Carnegie. It's a book that aims to help you conf convince people to share your way of thinking, to avoid arguments and to become more liked. And it really helps. And I really actually believe in it as well. And the last book is Guidelines, which is actually the book from Paul Miners himself. Um, yeah, which is an 80 book uh, ebook and or 115 minute audiobook which actually contains 33 of the best I think it's actually more but 33 of the best um, yeah of the best uh, parts of the best selling health books that he was reading up to this point of writing this book himself um, yeah and it is about improving your productivity becoming a leader do better in business, improve your health, succeed in life and become a happier person. So maybe if you want to check it out, I think it is only, I think 13 bucks or something. I think it, it was, you know, below 20 or something. It must have been below 20, but I'm not quite sure, you know, don't take it. Take it with a grain of salt, please. Um, but I could check it out. Yeah, I could check it out. And I can tell you, you know, because maybe... You need it, you know, I don't know. Maybe you need it and I want to provide you the information that I'm actually having on my fingertips. Who am I? He looks actually pretty nice, to be, not, to be honest. I'm a productivity blogger and coach. I love reading and you may have already seen that I have a number of book summaries already available for download. Yeah, it is 13 bucks. Fuck yeah. I'm good, you know, which is only the ebook. The ebook plus the audiobook would would be 17 bucks, and everything plus the plus the video summaries is 27 bucks, which apparently are six video summaries. I don't know what the vi what the video summaries are all about. Um, what books? I assume they are summarizing. I don't know. I really don't. But what I know is that uh, this episode I think is over <laughs> it just sounds so negative somehow I don't know why but um, yeah I think this is the end of the episode it's been quite a great episode but what I'm clearly noticing is that I'm not so able to speak when I haven't slept my fucking seven hours because you know from actually today I've been sleeping like well five actually because I wasn't able to sleep in as fast as I would have liked to therefore i was only left with five hours of sleep maybe four but i guess it was five yeah i know it would have been six hours which is totally fine i guess but i clearly noticed that like yeah you know when i haven't been sleeping quite a lot then uh, the the whole talking part isn't going as good as i want it to be you know maybe it's just my imagination maybe it's just something that i tell myself but i feel this way Somehow, you know, I I would like it not to be this way, but yeah, it is what it is. And you have 100% money back guarantee. Amazing, really amazing. But yeah, um, where is the outro? There is the outro. No. 
is a little bit buggy sometimes, which is fucked up. But yeah, so this is it with the episode. And I wish you the best health, wellness, and also success. And I also hope that you're going to remind yourself on how you're gonna be remembered, which means your legacy in the end. Even though, like, we can't make everyone like us and we can't make everyone love us. It is just what it is, no matter how nice you are or, and or no matter how generous you are. People seem to not care. <laughs> or something. Or they just... I think, you know, it is just people. It is just people. But yeah, with that being said, I wish you the best and I see you the next time. Thank you very much for listening and or reading. If you haven't been subscribing or if you aren't subscribed to either the podcast or the YouTube channel, then subscribe. There's going to be at least one video and or podcast every single day. I see you the next time.